live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on January 24th, 2019 to hit the internets that very same day. That's right. We're doing a little morning podcast. Doing a little, a little different work schedule. Didn't feel like doing it last night, so we're taking care of it today. Uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. How the hell are you, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just got back. It was a short little excursion to the uh, East Coast, to the Northeast. I don't know how you people live in that cold. That, I mean, I know that's not normal, what that cold was last weekend. But, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's not suitable for man or beast. Or Donald Trump. Oh, jeez. Trump, if you will. Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Lots to unravel. We got the Hall of Fame. We got... Uh, you know, I mean, the never-ending saga of uh, children and a Native American in front of the Lincoln Memorial, which, I mean, if that's not top news, then I don't know what is. I, we really need the seventh response to the sixth response over and over again. Because, I mean, that is obviously the most important thing in this country right now. I need to know all the facts before I can make a decision. <laughs> Have you seen so much idiocy? We'll get to that. We, we, we will. Uh, but let's talk about my weekend, obviously. So let's see. So I go to, uh, I don't really have any, do I have any, I don't really have any real travel complaints. Uh, let's see. No, took the red eye out of Sacramento to JFK. Went off without hitch, huh? And get in New York. Wow, it's cold. All right. I get the rental car. I stopped getting Dunkin' Donuts, right? I went in Rome. Uh, that's about it. it was, it's, it's weird going home to uh, see family now because I don't have anything to do. You know, in the past, it was, oh, visit somebody for a few hours. All right, talk to you later. You know, then I got to go do this. Gotta do that. Now it's like I'm there and I'm there. I have no, my, my one, um, what was it? My, my one obligation was to see somebody once. That was it. Other than that, it was kind of just hanging around my parents' house. My brother was there. It was a good time. Problem was, as you can imagine, if you can put all these things together, we got everyone together. It's Arctic out. I have nothing to do. The drinks were flowing. The drinks were flowing. And uh, it's still fun, you know, but by the last day, my body said no more. And it said no more in the form of me uh, visiting the restroom several, several, several times. So I had to pack up on the uh, Imodium for the six-hour flight uh, because originally my, my flight was canceled. See, this is the way I had it. This this is the – this is the, wasn't canceled, but this is the way I had it planned. I would come back on Sunday, Sunday night, have all of Monday to relax, to recover, and be ready for work. And uh, guess what? I wasn't. Well, that's not that's not exactly what happened. Tell the story right, Brian. You're just you concentrate here. So what happened was this this ice storm, which I don't even think it really affected anything, honestly. So you know, JetBlue gave me the no wave fee. I said, all right, I'll just do it Monday at you know six o'clock. Get back to Sacramento at ten. You know, I, I, so I, I'll have to go in. No no rest. Whatever. That last night, that screwed the body up. So I packed up on the Imodium and uh, prayed to God that I was able to to. Uh, you know, get on that, get on that flight with, with no, no incidents. So I was able to do it. That, that was good because I did not want to be running to the bathroom every, th- I have a phobia in the first place about public places going to the bathroom and I've had it my entire life. But I mean, I think the plane is probably tops, maybe the old Yankee stadium, but those are just places that you do not want to have your ass anywhere near a place where other people's ass has been. I'm not going to get too scatological here, but you know what I mean? So I, I just, there were a few moments as I was watching, uh, you know, they're so, JetBlue, I, I, you know I don't like United, which offers next to nothing in entertainment. JetBlue has so much entertainment, you don't know what to do. 
They got TV, they got TV, they got on demand, they got movies on demand, they got music, they have direct TV live. It's just like, I don't know what to do. So with all those options, what do I do? Oh, I just watch movies I've seen before. And Jones, Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and uh, what else? I think I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I watched part of, uh, whatchamacallit, what's the one with uh, Newman? Not, not, I don't mean Seinfeld. Uh, cool Hand Luke. Is that Paul Newman? Yeah. Cool Hand Luke. So that, that was my, uh, it was good time had by all, though. Good time had by all. Watched a lot of football. That's called a segue. I... Uh, we're we're at Thursday now. I don't, I don't know how much analysis we need to put into this. Obviously, the the Saints screwed up, or excuse me, the refs screwed up in the Saints Rams game. I mean, those you never seen such a blatant pass interference in your entire life. But what can you say? Uh, it's done. It's over with. I mean, you see these people saying you should restart, replay the game. Let's lose. You know, let's let's come back to fucking reality. That's not going to happen, and it's it's never going to happen. You can have your sour grapes as much as you want. I feel for you. I'm trying to think as a Yankee fan. Have you ever got as a sports fan in my sports fandom? Have you ever gotten really screwed on something that I was so angry about? Blah 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 blah. Of like a bad call from a, an official. And the only thing I could really think of, and it wasn't even a bad call. I remember, UConn season ended once when the ball got stuck between the rim and the backboard, which I guess was you know. It was actually technically a legal play, but I guess it was just a bullshit play in a sense. But I don't know. I mean, I think as a Yankee fan, it would have been the benefit of, of a lot of uh, non-calls or shitty calls. So uh, the Knobloch uh, phantom tag definitely sticks out to me. Um, I'm drawing a blank on a lot of the other ones, but that one definitely sticks out. Uh, Jeffrey Mayer, obviously. You know, he's, I mean, that was – if that happened today, I mean, Jeter would have been called out. We all know that. Um, the government knows that. And I'm trying to think of anything else. There's other ones. There's there's plenty, and I'm sure you're shouting them right now. What about that one? What about? Uh, yeah, I know, but it's over. You know, and the Rams are the uh, uh, NFC champions, so that's interesting. And and listen, you know, watching that Patriots game, they're both good games if you like the new NFL. I heard Bill Burr complaining um, on the on his podcast about. You know, just how this is just a video game league now. You know, defense plays no factor, and it's just bink, bink, all over. You know, touchdown, 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 touchdown. You know, it's offense up the yin-yang. So if you like old-school football, it's not what you like. The games are entertaining. Uh, I mean, I can understand his frustration. A lot of people that say that this isn't the football that they're used to. This is your grandfather's football. But I just, it's still entertaining, especially that Patriots, Ram, uh, excuse me, Chiefs game. I mean, that that was a game. That was a game that was back and forth, back and forth. You knew the Patriots. See, this is the thing with the Patriots. Even at Tom Brady, he's going to be 42 years old in the summer. You still knew. You knew at the end of the game. You know, it's like, uh, they're going to pull us out. Well, Brady doesn't always pull it out, remember? Remember last year against Philadelphia? Yeah, I know. Maybe not always, but you, you just have those feelings. And even last year, I'm sure you all felt that way too. Even when, they, when they're, they're threatening against the Eagles, you still had that feeling. He's just going to pull it out again. The guy is unbelievable. Now, do I think he's a smug jackass? Of course he is. A lot of players on that team. Look at Gronkowski. He's a smug jackass. So the whole team is. But it's weird. This is one of the teams in my life that I really dislike. But damn it, I respect them. You know, I never had that way for the Heat. You know, they were kind of, they were an amazing team, but they were a flash in the pan. Uh, you know, the Yankees. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, you got to respect greatness, and I do every day. I mean, come on. I mean, you're a fan of the team. Yeah, yeah. Stop with the voice. But the the, the Patriots, what can you say? They're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I have no doubt about it. I don't think the Rams have shit. And the, the, it's gone. I, I must have saw a, a spread that was all kind of screwed up. Because right after the game, the Patriots game, it had like Rams favored by like six. And I'm just like, that That makes no sense. But now I guess it's Patriots. Last time I looked, it was like Patriots favored by one and a half or two. 
So you'd have to think they're favored. Why just, you just said they're favored, Brian. Uh, and so we got the Super Bowl. That's, that's your matchup. Who do you like? Who do you like? They're one of their third streets. Tom Brady is going to his ninth straight, not, not ninth straight, ninth Super Bowl. Nine. You know, and you know what I think about when it, you hear Tom Brady's gone to his ninth Super Bowl? It's always nine. It's always nine. <sighs> Anyways. So the Super Bowl in a few weeks, uh, who's Maroon Fives, uh, can you find any more, like, who gives a shit, honestly, I, I know I bring it up, and so I'm kind of a hypocrite, who gives a shit about the, the, the halftime show, but, you know, Maroon Five, can you be more blasé, and safe, and cookie cutter, and possibly relevant 10, 15 years ago, and then I'll get all those eunuchs in front, and ah, look at me, I'm cheering for Maroon Five at the Super Bowl. And so the big thing at the Super Bowl is that they want to have some sort of medical marijuana uh, ad in the Super Bowl. And the – I guess the NFL. I guess the NFL controls that, right? They, they're the ones – the NFL and whatever station it's on, it's on CBS, right? Because Tony Romo is going to throw – by the way, hey, Tony Romo talks way too much. He needs to shut up sometimes, but he's good. <laughs> the guy is good. He just can predict plays. Now, do I need to hear him talking all the time and the noises and the – it's like, all right, Tony, 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 Mimbo, relax, relax. Just give us what we want. We don't need the, the, the borderline bowel movements sounds. Just stop it. But the, the back to the weed thing for a second. And uh, CBS and the NFL and a joint thing, at least the NFL said, no, you're, you're not having, we're not having pro marijuana ads, not having pro medical marijuana ads. And people were outraged because, oh yeah, well, they got lots of alcohol ads on there and, and all sorts of other stuff. That doesn't seem fair. Listen, I am the biggest proponent of legalized marijuana there is. And I completely understand why the NFL doesn't want to, you know, can that garbage can have a little respect for this podcast? That is blatant disrespect. You know, like Roy Halladay's widow saying that, you know, he is going to go in the Hall of Fame without a logo on his hat. Disrespect, a slap in the face. We'll get to that in a second. But I, I'm totally with them. And for the one same reason, marijuana is federally illegal. I'm sorry. You're a business. It's about money. It's about money. And you know what? You're not going to promote an illegal item. I'm sorry. Oh, it's legal. Unless... Yeah, 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 yeah. They are, they, they answer to Uncle Sam. Get that through your heads. Alcohol, while it might be more destructive and detrimental, it is legal. You can get mad about the legality factors of both of them, but the, the facts are the facts. Because if you don't have facts, then, you know, I mean, you know, that's a Francesca routine. Use common sense, people. I know that's lacking in today's society, but you, you can't do it. And it, Not that you can't do it. I understand why they're not doing it. I fully respect it. It's it's ridiculous that people try to compare something just because of their own personal beliefs and ignore the legality of it. You want to get mad about the legality of it? Go 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 contact your senator. Listen, my senators they're usually not around and usually they're, you know, they're talking about how much money they or or they're not talking about how much money they have Miss Diane Feinstein and uh representative down the street she's not my representative Miss Nancy Pelosi who's also worth $1000. Miss Kamala Harris, well she uh she's running for president now, but I I will say she does not have a bevy of uh of fortunes like the rest of them. But anyways, what was I talking about? Uh, yeah, so the, try to get that through your heads, people. Try to use common sense. I know it's lacking. I really, really understand that. But you, you got to, please, for the love of God, use your head. Use your goddamn head. 
Anyways, speaking of politicians, we have our idiot president and our idiot politicians playing, you know, these stupid little personal games and completely ignoring the rest of the country in terms of, you know, paychecks, uh, livable wages, sustainable income, you know, things like that. I, I'm so disgusted. And listen, I've talked about the wall. Oh, God, what is that? Ugh, jeez. Literal frog in my throat just came right out. It's disgusting. Uh, so, you know, I, I've talked about how ridiculous the wall is, but at the same time, no one really cares about the wall. The wall exists now in many parts, and no one's talking about tearing it down, but we're so immorally against the wall now, and it's just like, you're, you're all phonies. No one cares about the wall. Trump doesn't actually care about the wall. He cares about the wall because he wanted the wall, and the Democrats don't, don't care. They don't care about the wall. The only reason they care is because it's Trump wants the wall. I mean, the, this this inanimate object is so unimportant really because i don't think it'll really stop immigration anyways the tunnels will be dug ladders the border is too big but the idea that they are putting people's lives livelihood maybe not lives and not from the being march of the gulag or anything but livelihood in jeopardy to play these games is ridiculous i see nancy pelosi and you know for trump to say nancy pelosi's not going to wherever trip she's going and she says oh well you're not invited to the state of the union and then she says today the state of the union address is so unimportant for americans well i'm glad we have it every year if it's just a big waste of fucking time these politicians make me sick now i will say again these garbage men i mean how much garbage is there out there this isn't east new york what is this this makes me sick makes me sick i i i I lost my train of thought. What am I talking about? Imagine, imagine me doing this podcast anywhere outside of this like quiet little room. I'd be so distracted by anything. That bird needs to stop. But uh, I don't know. You know the the blame I don't think is equal. I think you know Trump is. If we're gonna if we're gonna sign blame, I'm gonna give it more to Trump for sure. But you have these Democrats who try to pretend like, oh, oh hey, we're 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 just here for the people. We're it's like you know maybe you. I know the guy is crazy, but you should be meeting with him every goddamn day to get this over with. You know you got Nancy Pelosi visiting uh, that celebrity chef making the food for for you know un- for for furloughed federal workers. It's like hey hey. I'm glad you care about people. Get your ass to work. You were elected to do your goddamn job. This is not your job to do, you know, to photo ops with people that you put in this position. Now, again, there's blame all around. It is mostly a Donald Trump, but the Democrats, don't worry, your hands are not clean. Get the fuck back in there and try to break this guy down. My God. Anyways, I hate everybody. That's really, that's really where we stand. I hate everybody all to blame this. And this is ridiculous that, I mean, Larry Soprano had a great, you know, a great, great, great follow on Twitter the other day. No, well, he's a great follow on Twitter every day, but great, great tweet the other day. And, and I'll get into a little more of this, honestly, but he said, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, let's see. By the time I get to it, people are gonna go, Oh, really? He went all the way for that. Uh, this might not be worth it. Well, he said something like, you ever sit back and just look at how fucking absurd everything is? It's just, you know, and Ocasio-Cortez, I I am becoming the problem by continually mentioning this woman's name. But it is incredible how it is splashed all over the newspaper when she says something. Now, granted, some of her things are out of her mind. You know, the fact that the plant's not going to exist in 12 years. Granted, you know, take it. Granted, uh, take a look at the planet in about 50 to 100 years. We're going to have a major, major problem. But uh, 12 years, this arbitrary number is thrown out that we're no longer going to exist in 12 years. That's uh, that's crazy talk. I'm sorry. 
You, you got to have something to back that up. It, listen, it might not. We're going to see rising temperatures and all that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not fucking denying climate change or global warming or to whatever extent. You know, I'm not doing that. But I mean, where did you get 12 years of? And you're telling we're not going to exist. I mean, would you stop it? But anyways, for, for, forget about her. I'm becoming the problem by her by continually mentioning her. But this whole thing that happened at the Lincoln Memorial between the Covington Catholic High School and Native American. Now, I first saw this video. And it was the original video. It was the original Zapruderville. So I, I looked at it and I go, Jace, that's uh, nothing criminal there, but that doesn't look good. You know, this guy is, you know, you don't really get it. The, the original video has no idea like what the Native American guy is actually, you know, he's beating a drum for what purpose? We don't know. Is there a message behind it? And you just got these smug little fucking teenagers smiling. And listen, he's outnumbered by them. So it definitely has a gang mentality, a mob mentality. There's nothing wrong, but it put it this way. I looked at it and I go, not a good look. And then you see the other video where they all, you know, where the, the native American guy then walks over. So he's kind of a shitster. Let's, let's be honest. He's a shitster. And these other kids there, they look like little fucking pukes and it, it's just not a good look overall. Now let's, let's, let's talk Turkey here. Let's, let's cut the br it's brass tacks. Let's cut the crap. If those kids were wearing a bunch of San Diego Padres, you know, hats and jerseys, no one would give a fuck. We are so obsessed with Trump now that we want to make everything about Trump. You know, it, Kids are kids. They weren't doing anything illegal. Now I, now, I don't want to come across as I'm defending these people, and I'm sure some of you are like, well, it's exactly what you sound like, Brian. Do you realize the invention of the camera phone has made things so much more ridiculous? That is a story that before camera phones, if someone were told about that, the principal of that high school would tell those kids, hey, you know, don't, don't do that. Leave that guy alone. You know, you guys should issue an apology, but just because it's not a good image for basically, like I said, the gang mentality, the mob, the, 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 the you know, them all just sort of chanting at, listen, it wasn't, a, I, I know I'm not articulating myself very well, but I think you understand what I'm saying. Does that make any sense whatsoever? I'm not articulating myself very well, but I think you understand what I'm saying. But now. We are in, in today's news cycle, which is usually, you know, 36 hours, maybe 48 hours, 72 hours at tops. We are still talking about this story. We are still going back and forth on the response, the response by Nick Sandman, and then the response by Nathan Phillips. It's like, this is the most unconsequential, unimportant story I've ever seen. It is so ridiculous. Now, has it been heightened by our idiot president commenting on it? Of course. He's a moron. All right. You can't take, you have to take that into consideration. He, I have always said this about all presidents and I said it about Obama and I think he made his, and he made his mistake very early. These, that was, you know, at least the incident he got involved in was actually like an incident where the police were involved and whatnot with Skippy Gates and the, the Cambridge cop with the beer summit. It was dumb. You don't get involved in local issues unless they are a major, major problem. This wasn't even a major, major problem. You know, we live in a different world now where, where everything has to be commented on and our president, I mean, obviously, but we're still talking about it. We're still going, this is on the Today Show. Nathan Phillips, oh, well, he says this, he says that, oh, oh, and and all the while, we've completely forgotten about the shutdown. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that whole thing. All right, yeah. Well, what, 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 what did the Covington Catholic boys have to say? Who gives a shit? Like, they are little snot-nosed pukes. 
And if you're like defending, where do we stand with them now? I don't understand. Are they hate-filled monsters? Should we kill them? Should we, you know, should we we expose their lives and their phone numbers and their addresses and their parents' jobs? And are we there or are we like, hey, they're little pukes that like Donald Trump? Can we just move on? I, 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 <laughs> and then then we have to expose the Native America. He was a Vietnam vet. Guess what? He never even went to Vietnam. He's like Dick Blumenthal. He's fighting for us. Dang Dick. I mean, this is the dumbest story. I'm sure some of them will be like time person of the year or whatever. I, 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 I don't even know what we're doing anymore. What are we doing? We, there are things going on in this world that I, that we as an American society have no idea about, nor do we care about. We're more concerned about a gang of kids with a leader named Nick Sandman and Native American banging a drum. Talk about the fucking charmed life you live, that that is the one thing you worry about, that you have to comment on nine million times on Twitter. Imagine that's your life. Boy, lucky you. Really, lucky you. Oh, by the way, I, I forgot to mention, how about Francesa with the football? You know, the old man looks like a national fool uh, once again. Uh, so if, if you're not familiar with what happened, so... I'm sure most of you probably are, but I'll, I'll re- rehash it here anyways. So, you know, there's the tradition in soccer, and it's kind of caught on in the NFL where the players exchange jerseys after the game and some sort of – I've, I've never really thought it was that interesting, nor I thought it was kind of stupid. It's just like, well, they do it in the Premier League all the time. I'm just like, oh, so the Premier League is now the barometer of what we fucking do? I, I still think it's dumb. I don't care. I still have an opinion. God damn it. I'm Brian Buck 13. So they uh, – the, Todd Gurley, the running back for the Rams, appears to be uh, – exchanging jerseys with the referee, you know, and so the referee is holding Gurley's jersey and Gurley's jersey, Gurley's holding the referee's jersey. Francesa comments as if that's actually real. He actually thinks it's a real thing. It's a Photoshop. They didn't do it. It's a clear Photoshop. So Mike has to comment and go, you know, they can't, the, 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 the players and the referees cannot be fraternizing before the game. And, and honestly, they, the, the idea that they had to exchange jerseys, that, that's just morally wrong. You can't do that. You can't do it. He also said that the FBI was looking into the, uh, Saints, uh, Rams game. That's possible. I highly doubt that. I think Mike takes sports a little seriously sometimes. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. Maybe I'm completely wrong and Mike knows everything. Well, <laughs> we obviously know he knows everything. But, uh, you know, after he was made a fool on a national stage by claiming that was a real picture, he then said, oh, I never even – what did he say? He never even saw the picture. He he just heard about it. And uh, a buddy of his in the NFL texted him and let him know it was fake. Like, he can't even just admit and say, oh, I didn't even know that. Hey, hey sometimes you get fooled. What can I say? Fool me once? Whatever, you know? The idea that it had to be a guy in the NFL that texted him because someone had to. Although, granted, all these he knows everyone in the business, right? He knows everyone from everywhere, and the one person that had to text him and let him know was actually from the NFL. It's such a convenient horseshit tale that it's perfect for Mike Francesa. So I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, and back to the politics for one second. You know, Glaber Torres, second baseman for the New York Yankees, uh, from Venezuela. I know there's a lot of uh, political and civil unrest in Venezuela right now. And I will be a hundred percent honest. I am not, um, fully aware of exactly what's going on and, uh, exactly what's, you know, who's on what side, but it, listen, you're living in Venezuela right now, or have been the last, you know, year, year and a half, two years or so. It's not pretty. And believe me, they have bigger things to worry about than a kid and a native American banging a drum in front of a monument. So I, I can, I tell you that ma'am and sir, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
So he, Mike Pence tweeted something, a very innocuous, did I use that word correctly? I'm not sure. Very uh, tame, just like people as Venezuela, we support you in your, 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 your path to, to, to democracy and freedom. And there's been some sort of exchange of power, I believe. And it's all about acknowledging who is the power. And, you know, Glaber Torres just quote tweeted that tweet and then just put like, you know, like a praying emoji and then the Venezuelan flag. And all these Yankee fans who probably have about as much understanding as I do about the political unrest there, maybe even less, yelling at Glaber Torres for doing that, for saying, don't listen to him. He's a liar. Oh, how I really like you as a player. I'm a really big fan. I even have your jersey. But this, this is, this is not right, Glaber. Imagine some fucking ass. Like, let's say you live in, in, you know, what's a good example? I'm trying to think. Let's say you live in some small town and there's some sort of crazy shit going on, right? And the president president says, we're doing everything we can to, to help you and do everything. And we're going to, you know, do what we can. But yeah, whatever. And then someone from fucking, you know, Davenport, Iowa is just like, no, don't believe. And you, and you like that tweet or you, you retweet that or say something. And someone from Davenport, Iowa is just like, Hey, Hey, don't, don't believe him. You know, he's not going to be like, Hey, asshole. You know, I, I kind of put political things aside when my family and my, where I'm from is in jeopardy. Thanks dickhead. Because I swing a bat. And, and I throw a ball to a base. That means that all of a sudden you can tell me what to do. See, this is the problem with sports fans. You know what? When things are going their way and doing what they want, you know, when players are doing what they want and succeeding and do, it's like I own them. They're mine. I love you. I, I want to just praise you. And, you know, I, I again, I've said this on the on the podcast before. People would probably do some sort of sexual things. Heterosexual people would do something for these male athletes, honestly. And I know some of you are laughing. And I think some of the I, I've, I've seen some of your Twitter profiles. I, I wouldn't be shocked. But, you know, when they do something that's not in their perspective, it's like, hey, now I'm the parent. Now I'm going to reprimand you as if it fucking matters. Hey, don't do that. Hey, asshole. Just because I swing a bat doesn't mean I have to listen to you. I can do what I want. I do have a brain. I have a beating heart. That shit pisses me off so much. Oh, yeah, Glaber. Ooh, I love you. Uh, oh, you did something I don't like? Hey, come on. You were my favorite player. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's almost like athletes are human beings. Now, I'm sitting here defending multimillionaire athletes. But it, it is, you do hear athletes say this, like they think that when they're out in society, when they're out in the world, in the community, that they have to stop. They have to sign an autograph. They have to take a picture with your kid. I mean, that's what the fan thinks. They have to do that. Why? Because I see you on TV doing what you, what I want you to do. Now you have to do it in the community and you have to do it now for every single person that watches you on that television. Fuck all of you. There we go. All right. End of rant. Fiend. All right, so moving on. Uh, let's see. So speaking of baseball, it's called a segue, people. Uh, speaking of baseball, Hall of Fame, what can we say? So we got uh, Mariano Rivera, first unanimous Hall of Fame player. Now, for as amazing as Mariano Rivera is, and I'm sure some of the uh, snooty baseball writers would agree. Actually, would they agree? They're the ones that have been playing this fucking game the whole time. Was he really worthy of the first 100%. Now, I think so, I think there should be loads of 100%. The idea that, like, Joe DiMaggio had to wait four years. <laughs> four years, Joe DiMaggio. Now, granted, he was a wife beater and he was a stingy fuck, but, I mean, come on. He also, you know, tried to get... He, he wasn't a draft dodger, but, I mean, you know, they put him in some nice little place where he just played baseball and wild for everyone. But Mariano Rivera? I, I don't know. I think he deserves it. I think he deserves the 100%. I do. 
does he, he doesn't deserve to be the first one. Well, Brian, we're going to have revisionist history. What would you like done about this? Well, I guess you really can't do anything about it. Edgar Martinez in there, which he probably deserves it. Uh, does that open up the way for David Ortiz? You got the first designated hitter and uh, official designated hitter, hitter, hitter in uh, the National Baseball Hall of Fame. So David Ortiz, does that open that up? Well, he's still got that steroid thing, which we all conveniently forget about, unless you're a Yankee fan. Everyone else, oh, Big Poppy, oh, that guy has something else. Look at that smile. Oh, he's funny. He's funny on that Fox show. He's funny with that other steroid guy. Alex Rodriguez just said he prays every day that he'll get into the Hall of Fame. And shockingly, shockingly, he's really rooting for Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds. Really. Now, granted, if we're going to play the letter of the law here, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens belong in the Hall of Fame. Alex Rodriguez and David Ortiz do not. They tested positive for steroids. Now, anyone with a brain knows that, you know, Bonds and Clemens did steroids, but there's no proof. There's no proof. I, I think they got to be in. I know I probably, you could probably go back in the archives of the podcast and, and see, I hear me say that they don't belong there, but it's, it's very, it's very difficult because they're also nasty, nasty, what a nasty woman, nasty guys, you know, real unlikable dicks. While Ortiz, at least, is very likable, you know, except for the fact that he's a complete dick and was all about him and diva at all points. But overall, his glow screams, great guy, great, great guy. Ask the Boston media. He sent down Putacana every every year for their, uh, you know, basically, you know, a res- week paid resort for their silence. Silence of any negativity and only positivity through that Boston Globe, Boston Herald, WEI, all of that shit. Uh, what else? You got Mike Mussina, who... You know, Michael K can't, can't, uh, he can't, he can't hold himself back. He can't help himself. So Mike Mussina, which granted, I, I think Mussina is a Hall of Famer, um, but it is borderline. And I think the reason he is a Hall of Famer though is because everyone knows he pitched during that year than everyone, those, the, that era that everyone was on steroids. If Mike Mussina pitched years ago, let's say his, his primary years were like the seventies and, and eighties, I don't think he'd be in the Hall of Fame. I think the era he pitched in is a huge, huge uh, reason he is going to Cooperstown. Enormous. Because I, I don't, you know, they're, they're very, very, he would be in the Hall of Very, Very Good if he pitched in the 60s and 70s. Hall of Very, Very Good. Uh, but what I was saying with Michael Kay is, you know, can't waste any time. You know, the day that Mike Mussina is voted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Kay has to tell his personal experience uh, with Mike Mussina. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm Shitting on him for all this, I'd probably do the same thing if I were Michael K. Honestly, <laughs> to be complete, to be completely honest, uh, let me just look for the the story real quick. Michael Lay? No, it's Michael K. Uh, basically, it was about how back in the day when he played for the Yankees, K wanted an interview with Mike Mussina, and Mike Mussina has been known to be slightly prickly, a little bit of a dick. Uh, let's see, he just pitched a great game at the stadium. K said, recalling an incident to guest Trey Wingo. Boy, what a what a show! And you, and you wonder why you're losing to Francesca. But let's bring on guest Trey Wingo, who's the most milk toast, boring person you've ever seen. He is like the definition of of ESPN: a complete like milk toast loser who just says like hip, generic, uh, you know, just terms and phrases to appear. It's like, oh boy, he's funny. He's just, like, you say something like, "Wow, that was lit, huh?" It's just like, oh man, he gets it guy sucks and everything about him sucks. Uh, the team was in Cleveland the next day. I wanted a three minute interview and he acted like I asked for his firstborn son. So at the end of the interview, which was very painful, 10 second pauses between questions and answer. I said, you know what, Mike, this is obviously too painful for you. I will never, ever interview you again. You could pitch a perfect game and I wouldn't interview. And I never spoke to him again. Now, 
I can see Kay saying all of that. I don't that whole thing, you could pitch a perfect game and I wouldn't interview. Kay, we shut up. I, I doubt that ever happened. But if it did, didn't I start this whole thing by criticizing Kay and then saying I would do the same thing? Well, I never had the opportunity and I'm not Michael K. So Michael K, seriously, you know, pick your spots, loser. Uh, what else? Is there anything else about the Hall of Fame that we need to talk about? Uh, yes, there was. There's that one thing. And then I might not be losing my hair. Maybe I'm crazy, by the way. I, I, there's definitely some thinning in areas, but it seems to be growing back. Maybe I'm nuts. It's possible. I know I did a big thing, but uh, I still feel the wind. But I, I showed it to my family. I was like, see the spot right here? And they're just like, uh, you're crazy. I don't see anything. You're crazy. I don't see anything. Listen, I take pictures of it and I look at it. And there's definitely an area where there appears to be thinning. So I'm taking the vitamins now, and it feels like feels like the hair is stronger. Uh, this will be a weekly update on my hair, by the way. Uh, and so you can definitely tell people to listen to the podcast and be like, oh, yeah, he talks about his hair all the time. They'll be like, oh, nice. Yeah, what is it? RuPaul, what's going on? The other thing was Roy Holiday. So Roy Holiday um, is going into the Hall of Fame as a pitcher. He pitched for the – what is this? Introduction to sports? He uh, obviously pitched for the Blue Jays and the Phillies, and he died in a plane accident. Was it last year, year before? Two years ago, in the last two years, Roy Holiday has died. And, you know, his wife said, Roy, uh, I want Roy to go into the Hall of Fame with with no logo. This is all, this is always the dumbest debate. It's like, does he go in as this? Does he go in as that? Does anyone ever remember outside of like the induction day? And maybe when you're visiting Cooperstown, outside of that, do you like go, oh, well, what, what hat did he wear? Oh, oh, well, that makes it all different. This, this is when sports fandom goes to another level. But she said she wants no logo on the hat. You know, I want no Phillies, Blue Jays, because it's pretty divided. Now, he played in more uh, postseason for the Phillies, and he had a great career there. But he, he, I think he had his most dominant years and played longer um, with the Blue Jays. I could be messing that up because it's pretty even. He had a split career, and she wants nothing. Now, Blue Jays fans, because they're some of the pet, most petty fans you've ever seen in your life, um, a team that completely will just abandon the team when they're not doing well, which, I mean, most sports fan bases do. But they take it to another level. But, uh, so apparently he said in an interview, I don't know when, I don't know the date, nor do I care, and I'm not going to look it up, uh, that he wanted to go into the Hall of Fame as a Blue Jay. Well, la-di-da, you know, oh Canada, oh Canada. So now, she comes out and says this, and these Blue Jay fans, you would think that, you know, she is coming to their house and burning it down with their children inside and making them watch. I mean, it's insane. They, they, some of the comments, what a slap in the face. This is offensive. Blah, blah, blah. Like, do you get some sort of check in the mail from the Baseball Hall of Fame because you're a Blue Jays fan and he went in with a Blue Jays hat? It got, this is his widow, all right? Can maybe, I don't know. I, 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 this, this is wild. This is wild. Respect her wishes, especially about something so unimportant. If you are tweeting that you are offended by this, you are a loser. There is no other way I can phrase that. You are a loser. And like I always say, you need some sort of psychiatric help. That's, that's, that's really what it is. I, I've, I, sports fandom just shocks me sometimes. Shock and awe. Weapons of mass destruction. It, it shocks me sometimes how insane it can be. It's almost as insane as being obsessed with, uh, Covington Catholic and Native American in front of a monument, but I digress. I, I, I don't know what can make things better for them. <laughs> are, they, are they really going to be like, someone's going to start like a GoFundMe or a, a change.org petition to have, I'm, I bet you there are multiple ones already up. Let, let's see if I, I did, this is no preparation whatsoever. Let's see. Petition, uh, Roy 
I always forget how to spell his name. Halliday. Halliday, right? Yeah. Petition or... Yep, here we go. There's several. No, there's just one. No? There's two. Petition. Blue Jays. Honor Roy Holiday with a oh, Hall of Fame bobblehead. Oh, God. Get life. Permanently established Doc's Box as a tribute to the great Roy. Okay. So, all right. Maybe they're not up yet. There are other change stuff. Again, you're really going to another level when you do that kind of shit. You really are. So, that is my uh, perspective on the entire planet. Um, we got global issues. We got, uh, political domestic issues. We got Hall of Fame, uh, baseball. We got NFL playoffs. Now we go into the week where there's no NFL playoffs. There's a Pro Bowl. Um, let's see. And I always say, who watches the Pro Bowl? Yet they get ratings. People watch it because people are degenerate gamblers and they need something to gamble on. So, uh, and there's the other people who want to sleep with the players. So, and, uh, they're not all groupies. We'll put it that way. So that's why it exists. NBA. James Harden. I mean, I, I talk about, he's not a very likable player, but man, he is good. And the teams, uh, his whole thing was always, are they really that good? Yeah, he can score a million points, but he's doing it without like, there's no Chris Paul there and the team is actually improving. So uh, that's nice something about James Harden. They, 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 he really showed me something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The Nuggets are like, when did this happen? Like, I know nothing about that team. There's, there's the Jamal Murray and I want to say, I was going to say Djokovic, but he's a tennis player. There's a, there's some Euro trash guy on there. I forget what his name is. Joke. Nokia, Samsung, something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Nokia, Samsung. But that's the NBA. Uh, We got that. Still Manny Machado and Bryce Harper are still out there. I woke up today and it was like, I don't know what happened in the Bryce Harper thing, but they like rewound everything. But it's just like, now every team is, it's like Padres checking in. Ooh, Rangers linked to Harper twins might be a suitor. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell happened here? Manny Machado's still out there. That makes me think that, uh, the Yankees are still very much in play. The, Oh, really, Brian, there are three teams involved and he didn't go to the one that everyone thought he would. Yeah. So the longer it goes on with Philly, I don't think he's going there. I, I I don't, here we are. It's, we're only a few weeks from spring training. It's January 24th. And these guys have not signed yet, which is shocking. Frankly, I'm a little concerned. All right. That is the podcast. You know where to find it, right? It's iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Podbean, FM Player, some sort of bootleg sites. I don't know. All right. It, it, I just put it in and it goes. All right. What? Uh, remember to leave a review, especially if you have iTunes, Stitcher. Those are well, well appreciated. Reviews make the show bigger. Make my voice louder. That could be a problem. Uh <laughs> Do you really want the world hearing this? Yes, Brian. Well, thank you. Now this is the part where I have a conversation with both people in the podcast, which is a clear indication that I should be ending it. Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. So enjoy your weekend of nothing, uh, sports related, I should say. Well, I mean, hopefully you're doing something. Uh, I'm, I'm glad to be back here in California we are, where we are all better than everyone. <laughs> it's just my, my family must hate that because I'm, I'm always just like, Oh, can you get this? Or, oh, you do it like that? Well, in California, and I'm like half joking, but like half like, you know, I do things different now, honestly. Listen, I smell my own ass because I'm from California. It is amazing. Anyways, love all of you. Thank you for always listening. I want you to have a great weekend. With all that being said, I want to... Kinda broke to see me, y'all, so all I got is fire, I got fire.
player Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint Like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it But it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone Beating my chest like King Kong And some wrap my lips around the phone And when it comes to getting another soggy Fools all kick in like Shinobi Know me ain't my homie to begin with It's too many hands to be Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them hit it for free you hella dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the thick teasers, skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious like Eddie Murphy I got more going pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the bag To burn slow so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogies can hit, but they know they got a pitch and bend. I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap. What's up, don't babysit that? Better pass the joint. Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test of my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the take a race straight at me. So let's head to the east Hit the stroll tonight Oh, so we can roll big hashish I wish I could fade the eight But I'm no budget Still rolling the two dough Cut the same old bucket Foggy window, soggy endo I'm in the land getting smoke With my kid up in smoke Yuck, I spray a layer down Up in the OAK, the town Homies don't play around We down to blaze a pound Then ease up, speed up through the ESO Drink the VSOP up With the lemon squeeze up And everybody's roller I'm the roller That's quick to fold up Blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja Hold up, suck up my weed It's all you need kicking Cause we're IBs, we need to have like a foo-foo. Oh, 